Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week, we discuss Celeste, a game developed by Matt Makes Games. After that, uh, we discuss a little news, and then we dive into real food. Talking about them Taco Bell nacho fries. Lastly, uh, we talk about Ryu versus Mega Man and Disney and Netflix. Will they split apart, stay together? Who knows? All that and more on this episode of Real Dudes Podcast. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. This is your co-host, Kyle. And with me, I have Carrington. Hey, hey, hey. And Andrew. Hello. And we're here to rock your socks off. (laughs) That was an interesting voice that you used there. I was definitely thinking of like a... Something I would have heard on Mystery Science Theater or something. Or, you know, Silence of the Lambs, whatever. whatever Basically yeah. channeling. I wasn't going Gary in that Oldman, direction. But, you know, <laughs> I was, it was definitely not going in the uh, uh, put solution on the skin direction there. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, well, fellers, it's a new week and we got a new game and we got some new games that are uh, going to be uh, released this month of February. Uh, we got a new food that Carrington tried, and I think uh, I'm, yeah. I have mistakenly tried. <laughs> and some off-topic discussion. Uh, picking up on our previous episode, uh, we'll be discussing the whole Mega Man vs. Ryu. Uh, uh, discussion? Uh, discussion, and then Disney leaving Netflix. Uh, but before that, uh, we are going to talk about... Uh, very cool platformer celeste that seems to be uh, blowing up the market and to get into our discussion guys i just want to let you know that i have quit gaming what really (laughs) do tell well i uh thought it would be best and the mature thing to do you know i just don't think that gaming is uh mature so i quit Uh, well can i have your switch podcast too (laughs) <laughs> i mean i don't need it i'm just no. gonna sell it but i mean can you i have it? it yeah sure i'll mail it to you uh right oh, now boy, it's, it's not pretty much the same thing as uh, the checks in the mail is that <laughs> yeah it, it'll be i'm gonna send it to, uh, through the tubes all right and it'll be at your place uh actually um so let me think about this last week yeah it was last week on sunday my wife uh had presented a challenge to me kind of more of like a hey you're not playing <laughs> you're not playing games this week okay uh <laughs> that sounds like more like a command than a challenge pretty much sounds like yeah. pretty much so uh just a background a little bit of background about her uh, she is she does not play games uh she did not grow up playing games um 
she is not a gamer. You know, there so are support let's... groups for that, for those that were, you yeah. know, a childhood without yeah. fun. What would that be? Because, you know, like, uh, is alcohol an am- or Alcoholics Anonymous? So AA, Gamers Anonymous? G- we'll, we'll come up <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Same thing. We'll come up with something fun, okay. yeah. Well, so I, I, I turned it around, and, uh, you know, I presented a challenge back to her. Um, if I did not have to play, or if I did not play games for a whole week, um, she would have to play games with me every night the following week. So, you know, I had to make a little ultimatum there. Um, so yeah, last week I did not, uh, play any games. I was tempted. So you didn't Uh, even take your switch to work. No, I did not. I I thought about it many times. I had it in my hand one day, uh, in its case, and I left it on the kitchen table. Now, um, define we watch. Uh, go define ahead. play. Like, did you? Are we including like mobile games? Like even a card game on your phone? No, I I did not play any at work. All I did was uh, read and uh, check social network and email and talk to my wife. No music either. Yeah, that's not a game though. Mm, no, I did. I listened to podcasts on the way to work and back. That's but that's no not gaming though. I mean, yeah, no. Um. So yeah, it it. I don't know. It's not as bad as what I thought it would be, because uh, I filled that time in that I would be playing games with other things like uh, curing cancer, anime, and... <laughs> yeah. and solving world hunger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, not important things like that. Because uh, I feel I, I firmly believe that if the gaming community legitimately harnessed all of our time and energy that we put into games and thinking about games into solving real problems, would there be any problems? <laughs> I mean, you can't <laughs> present that to my wife because that is her thinking. She's like, you play so much games that although you could any recreation that you can possibly bring up, you can make the same statement like, well, you could be using that to you know make you know do more of this do more of that and i mean yeah so it's basically like yes if we were robots and didn't want to ever have fun or could like run on just you know 24 7 work yeah we'd probably accomplish more but what's the fun in that yeah and that's my thing like with with gaming in general uh um with the exception of the weekends uh i don't play games until it's bedtime so when like when everything is said and done, I will sit down and play games as far as responsibilities go. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but with the weekends, it's kind of a toss up, just depending on when I have free time. So. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Um, yeah, I will say you were sorely missed uh, in the Monster Hunter world. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad week to do that. Perfect timing on your wife. Like, hey, no playing games as soon as Monster Hunter drops. Yeah, it released Friday, so I played a little Friday night and a little Saturday night. And then Sunday, I think I played Sunday afternoon for a little bit, and then after that, I did not play. And everybody was was ranking up, and I was still behind on my Hunter rank of three. Well, you know, if he keeps it up much longer, Carrington, won't he lose all of his weapons in gold? Yes. No! (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? No. No. Inside joke. Is that a thing? Oh my gosh, you have to show him. I will show him. Yeah, I'll show him. Um, so I think that is all that I was going to discuss regarding that part for right now. We'll get into the the second week of gaming, um, gaming every night with me. 
for a whole week uh, at the end of this podcast. Ooh, teaser. Do you uh, so, have any games picked out specifically? Uh, well, they're, uh, the ones that I have in mind and, and that we've considered is uh, Overcooked. That's a good choice. Uh, great co-op. Uh, uh, brain fart. Uh, Mario Kart's always a good choice. I mean, if you can be civil. Yeah, but if you can be civil. I don't have I don't have that. And plus, your your stories from the previous episode or from yeah the previous episode have kind of well. Hey, do you want to find out how strong your marriage is? Now's the time. Okay. (laughs) This is basically like, forget all this marriage counseling nonsense that people do. Like, it's the simplest test in the world. Like, if you can survive Mario Kart, you have a strong marriage. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to make her play through What Remains of Edith Finch, Mm -hmm. since it's a short game, and it's impactful. Yeah. Uh, The Sims. I know that she loves The Sims. Like, she enjoys The Sims. I can't love's a strong word for her, uh, (laughs) as far as gaming goes. Um, and then another cool short story, uh, this past Monday I went into work and I was thinking, oh crap, Monday, it's going to be a Monday, you know, work day. Well, the first thing that happens is a coworker walks up to me and says, here, my daughter wanted, wanted you to borrow this and hands me Mario Rapids. Okay. So I think there's some co-op in it. I haven't played too much, but I'm going to see if there's like enough for us to do together in it. I think there is co-op, but I, I, I don't remember. I I haven't played in a while. If she likes yeah. puzzles and music, I'm just saying rhyme. It was game of the year. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think about that. Should definitely do that. I think she would enjoy that too. But yeah, so uh check back in the end of this episode and uh I will tell you how that's going. But for right now, um, there is this hot platformer on the market that is, you know, it's pushing Mario out of the way. It's, uh, you know, telling, uh, what are some other hot platformers? Uh, Limbo to go <laughs> kick the curb. Uh, it's telling Metroid, hey, let's uh, not play you. Let's play this game. This game is called Celeste. Oh, yeah. And... Our professional Celeste player, Carrington, has been tackling this game over the last uh, week. Yes, that's about right. A week, week and a half or so, yeah. Um, what you, well, gosh, I don't even What's know where g- to... What is the game? It is definitely a, a platformer, but it's by no means a platformer that you are going to pick up, like, say, like uh, something like a classic Mario or Metroid. It's not your grandfather's yeah. platformer. Exactly, exactly. If you... If I were to you know compare it to anything i would say mario on steroids and you're talking like last level mario stuff like where you have to be precise for everything oh wow and that's and the game does a good job of introducing you know like the mechanics of of the whole game you know within the first few levels and then the difficulty will ramp up literally right after you're done but by no means is this a, a platformer that's so difficult that I don't think anyone can go out there and not finish it because I finished it in a few days worth of time. I'd say. Okay. That's so a, I would say like a, oh a weekend it would take uh, your average gamer to to finish. I would say like I don't know what you think, Carrington, but is this an app description as far as like a combination of games that we've like previously reviewed or at least everyone would know about? It's like to me like graphically and like. Uh, storyline wise it kind of reminded me of golf story like it had some humor in it and the graphics mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that and then i felt like it was kind of like a 
like I said, either a really hard version of Mario or like an easy version of like a Super Meat Boy type game. Just, I don't know. Is that fair? Yeah. I've, yeah, that's fair. I've heard the comparison of it uh, to being like similar to Super Meat Boy. And from looking at the gameplay, that's definitely the vibes that I got from it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I remember, I don't can't remember if I've ever finished Super Meat Boy or not, but it, it, it is also a tough platformer. Um, one thing that I was thought was interesting is that after you complete each chapter, there's eight chapters in total. Um, but I will say that the eighth chapter itself is more of a like an epilogue. So if, if you want to count it, it's eight chapters. If you don't want to count it, it's seven. Did you do the B-sides or no? Not yet. Mm. I have to unlock them first. Gotcha. Um, so there's that. Because um, I was trying to finish it in prepare, preparation for this episode. And I think along the way, I was able to collect three of the B-sides without even trying. Which you might want to explain to the uh, listeners what that is. It's pretty obvious. Okay, but... so, yeah, yeah. So there's different uh, collectibles in the game. Uh, there's strawberries, which are your... Uh, the game pretty much tells you you're supposed to collect without actually telling you because it lays them out uh, pretty easily. And then there's b-sides the b-sides are there they're basically the same levels but extremely hard so it's a it's a challenge so you don't need to complete them but you have to collect a, a cassette tape first to unlock the b-side of of a of a chapter and then there are these uh collectibles which you need um they look like gems basically and then those collectibles are what you need to collect in order to play the epilogue which is also not uh, told you just have to start collecting them so it sounds like there's a lot of additional content post uh in game oh yeah there is and, and enough to keep you interested and keep going because um even before we recorded uh today because uh i had a day off today from work because uh, of the the weather i was i found myself playing it still even though i'd already beaten it to just see what how tough these levels are and let me just tell you by the way the game does keep track of how many times you die uh throughout the game so it's like a kid trip oh yeah it just rubs it in your face basically and i think the first time through kid trip i died it was like six it was it was between six and seven hundred for sure but for celeste it was total from chapters 1 through 8, 1,234. No, no. It wasn't 1, 2, 3, 4. It was 1,230. It was 30-something. 30 I, I can't remember. It was definitely in that area. Um, wow. Okay. So a I bunch. Died. Yeah, a bunch. I died a lot. And there was one chapter, and it times you for each chapter as well. Mm-hmm. I probably averaged 20 to 30 minutes each chapter, except for one chapter, which took me almost two hours to beat. And that wasn't the last chapter. It was like chapter five or six. What would you say is the, uh, like, if you're going to look at, you know, taking all the aspects of it, the music, the mechanics, etc. Like, what would you say is the greatest strength and the greatest weakness of it? Uh, the greatest strength? Well, gosh, uh, Kyle, being a music guy, I know you will love the music in that game. It is mm-hmm. beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was. It was cool. Um, I would say the controls for the kind of game that it is, the controls were the best. Because like with Super Meat Boy, I feel like the controls are a little, little loose, kind of slippery. Um, but for Celeste, like a pile of meat rolling on the ground. <laughs> oh yeah, just like that. <laughs> but for Celeste, the controls were real tight, and I preferred it that way. And they were very precise. 
Um, and it was they were precise enough to where you could feel like when you made a mistake, you know it was your fault and not the game's fault. Yeah, and I, think- I only ran it, I only ran into one glitch the entire time. And I played the Switch version for Theme was curious. That's nuts. So, but between the uh, handheld and TV, could you tell a difference with the controls? No, not at all. Okay. No. And uh, I think right now, I know we haven't played a whole lot of games so far this year. It's only February. Um, but keep in mind also, Ryan came out in February. And that was our game of the year. Mm. Um, right now, Celeste is in my running for game of the year. I'm calling it right now. Wow. Because the story Four hit game to me. Because uh, it was the story itself um, is about um, mental illnesses in a way. Because uh, the main character, Madeline, she is climbing this mountain to, for her own um, sense of purpose and accomplishments. And along the way, she ends up having to face herself. And she keeps getting in the way of herself. And, and it was... It was just really cool to see. And then you meet characters along the way and the same thing pretty much happens to them um, in their own right. Uh, Cause there's this one dude you meet at the beginning and he's on this, you know, self exploratory, you know, kind of journey. Um, and eventually he gets to himself and there's a, a, a hotel owner, um, you know, things got to him to where he ended up dying. Um, but uh, Madeline, obviously deals with a lot of uh, like depression and, and, and things like that. And it, it makes it quite obvious. Um, and the way that Ryan made it obvious, that was about the, the stages of grief. And so um, just Celeste was really, really well done. And in, in that aspect and, and, you know, it's it. And the, the message being that it's okay to feel sad, but you have to take over those feelings and, and be complete with yourself and be able to, push yourself in order to accomplish what you need to accomplish gotcha what um it's, it like a it's really well done game. oh yeah, yeah it's so well yeah. done like even before i bought the game and we decided we were gonna play celeste i knew it was on some level it would be about mental illness kind of thing like you know about depression and stuff but not on the level it was told i was like wow this is just actually really well done it's another interesting parallel to rhyme because that was about your feelings and emotions and dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Maybe Real Dudes has a theme for games. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have any bias unless somebody wants no, to pay no, us no. and then we have bias. I mean, Depression, what? emo, <laughs> sadness. No, yes. It's like if somebody wants to pay me to have a bias, I will. I mean, no, I would never sell out. What? <laughs> but no. Wink, wink. Pretty much. We're looking at you, EA. I mean, yeah, the, the top two games last year were... <laughs> I was going to say the top two games for us last year was Deathflame, Rhyme, oh, sure. and What Remains of Edith Finch. So. So. And then Golf Story. And a golf game story. all chippery and... <laughs> and I think we, we like... We love yes. to have fun, too. Pun intended. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ooh, I didn't it. catch that. I'm going to give that a hole in one. Ooh. <laughs> but All now that right. we've gushed a little bit about Celeste, though, is there any negatives to it? And if there's not, that's great. But any obvious negatives, even if they're relatively minor? Um. Gosh, I I I can't say for sure. I don't think so. I mean, like I said, it was it was tough, but it wasn't like so hard. I wanted to throw my switch across the room tough. Um, I will say it was tough, but not. I didn't feel like it was impossible. Well, it's not. 
and presented a good challenge. Yes. Well, yes. Okay. On games like that, I think I usually they go one of two ways. Like, so the controls are either really tight and precise or they're really sloppy on purpose. And uh, mm-hmm. I definitely prefer the ones that are tight. Like you said, it's like if it's going to make it a challenge, it's like put it in my hands. Don't leave it to at least halfway chance. So I think that's a wise choice. I agree. And there's even like Mario, which I like how Mario can do it, too. Um, so if you take, I know this is just kind of going off topic, but like Mario Galaxy, if when you play as Mario, controls are really tight. When you play as Luigi, it's very slippery. And I do prefer like a tight, more tighter controls because I can, I, when I make a mistake, I know nine times out of 10, it's on me as opposed to the game being just the game. Like I said, there was only one glitch I found on Celeste and it was just a small bug kind of thing. Um, cause there's these like bubbles you can go into and it kind of shoots her, um, a short distance but at the same time it recharges her dash um so i got into a bubble and i dashed and for some reason instead of going forward i ended up um on a part of the screen that i clearly was not in because i had to go through a wall to get to and i'm like uh what just happened but it only happened one time because when I, I tried to recreate it and it, i couldn't do it so it's not a buggy game either except i mean i only faced one bug so to me that's not a big deal okay so, looking at at Celeste, mm-hmm. um, I I kind of feel like we don't. There's not a huge market right now with platformers, except for uh, if, I, if I can think of one, the End Is Nigh is kind of one of the more recent ones that's come out, which is uh, made by the same creators of Super Meat Boy. Right. Uh, so with this, you know, platformer coming out, uh, what would you rate it? <laughs> i do right, i, I right do point. yeah i i will say this real quick that i think if celeste had come out f- i'll say five years ago it would have gotten a lot mm-hmm. more attention um than what it is now um but i will have to, to give it the rating i have not given a game yet a kraken Uh-oh. a 10 out of 10 really Whoa. yeah yeah. Whoa. Wow. Breaking news, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. I know we're not doing the alcoholic seal anymore, but I had to just give it the official Kraken stamp. That Kraken. Dude. Well, now I've got to, like, invest at least a weekend into this. I would highly recommend it. Tell Hi. Jen to cancel all of her plans. <laughs> we know what she's playing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's playing Celeste now. <laughs> now, if you start giving every game after this uh, uh, 10 out of 10, then... This is yeah. people are going to look back on this moment as the turning point in Real Dudes podcast. Did they yeah. keep their integrity, <laughs> game, ten out of 10. or did they just sell out and just start trying to appease all the developers? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just had an uh, interview with with Andrew Reiner. You know, I think I think because they're looking up for us, and we have more interviews on the way. So yeah, yeah, yeah everything, everything from here on out is ten out of ten. Nine point five if it's pretty shaky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. Basically, it's the next episode already. I mean, I think Fee is our next game, or Faye from E. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, 10 out of 10 right now. So, and if we were going to go back and retroactively regrade them on the new scale, uh, just because we know how much Kyle loved Hello Neighbor, it's now a 9.5. I was about to say it. <laughs> yeah, 9.5. <laughs> you know, I was at GameStop the other day, and they have a Hello, Hello Neighbor um, pop vinyl, or Funko Pop. Mm-hmm. Random. Like, why? how did that get a Funko Pop? Dude, I'm telling you, it's actually kind I, of blown up on that front. I think why? It, I think it's thanks to Game Theory, you know, Matt Pat, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. people like Markiplier and stuff, because they've been covering it since the beta. Game's terrible. I'm sorry, when you get buddy. those top YouTubers out there covering your game, I mean, it's going to sell. Yeah. 
I guess. It's okay, Kyle. One day you might be famous, and then you can use your authority to crush games like that the, in the future. I check into rehab or something <laughs> over this. <laughs> so uh, ten out of ten, Celeste. That's impressive. Yep. I didn't. I mean, it's a good solid game, but uh, I I didn't. Wow, that's impressive. And I fell in love with all of the characters. There's only one, two, three, four characters, not counting Celeste's alter ego. If you count her alter ego, I mean, there's five characters in the entire game. And and you spend enough time with all of them to to come up with an opinion about each one. Okay. Well, sweet. Do you have any any final comments on it? Anything else that you kind of want to? So I know that about it? I know that we as a podcast are starting to grow a little bit. So anyone out there listening, I would highly recommend you go out and play Celeste, and it's available for every okay. system. Um, so PS4, Xbox One. Nintendo Switch and PC, so there's no excuse to, to you know, not do it. Yeah, exactly. Like you cannot miss this. All right. One so more. One more question. Oh, go ahead. Is yeah. that uh, is that ten out of ten? Are we prorating that for being an indie title, or is that like is that standing up even with the triple A's? Like, or do we have like I guess that's a question we really haven't addressed as a podcast. Like, do we hold them to? Because I don't know that I always hold an indie game to quite the same standard that I do a triple A. Dude, I'm telling you. I, I rhyme and what remains of Edith Finch were right up there with every AAA. I would agree, year. but that's why I gave it. That's why I gave Rhyme Game of the Year is because it was that rare indie game that I think did stand up to the AAA titles. But I'm saying in a general sense. Hmm. I think that is a discussion for another time. Fair enough. There but how does it apply to this specific game? This definitely goes up there with uh, anything that other. Yeah, that that other uh, big studios could make and, so and it's, it's on par with them. Toe-to-toe with the big boys. All right. All right. Sweet. Well, there you have it. Uh, Celeste, 10 out of 10. Uh, if you have not tried it out, go ahead and pick this sweet game up. with the. It's got the uh, RDP stamp of approval on it. And uh, it's in the running for Game of the Year, so don't forget that. So we're start, I'm starting a list right now. Celeste is up there. Cool. Um, so bef- how about before we get into our other little subjects and news and stuff, let's take a quick break. Sounds good to me. If you like video games, debates, and silly banter, you'll love Gamerhead's podcast. Outside of your store, because I do feel like your store knows its identity. I do. I think that you guys know what um, you are. No? Not always. Really? It sells fidget spinners. Well, not anymore. I mean, for a yeah, while. But not I mean, anymore. Not, not you're experimenting not, not with anymore. Our... That's what I'm saying, though. You were just experimenting. <laughs> Golf was made by a Japanese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Go Iwata. Yeah. Begin oh, it. the game. Yeah, not the okay. sport. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. like, huh. Well, speaking of Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Gamerheads on Podbean at gamerheadspodcast.podbean.com. Hey everyone, Carrington here, co-host of Real Dudes Podcast. I'm here to tell you about our new affiliate, Podbean. That's right, if you're looking to get into a podcast, you can get your first month's service for free. You can do so by heading to the website, podbean.com RDP, or using the promo code RDP, and you can get their first month's premium service for free. They are our personal podcasting host and we love them we wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love them so much so head on over to podbean.com rdp or promo code rdp 
and get that first month's service for free. And as always, have a rad day. We here at Real Dudes want to give a huge shout out to Guitaro Man for letting us use his music on this episode. You can find more of his music on SoundCloud and be sure to give him a follow on Twitter at I am Guitaro Man. That is G I T A R U M A N. Thanks, and let's get back to this episode. And we are back, and we're just uh, gonna talk about you know some news. We got real foods we're gonna get into in our off-topic discussions. But real quick before we get into the news, I just want to give a quick shout out to my tea Carla uh, because she actually does listen to the show on a regular basis. So I found out recently. And on top of that, she's not even a gamer. So for all you people out there that are listening, you know, just share it with your friends and family like my T. Carla does. And shout out to T. Carla. Thank you for listening and thank you for all the support. And, uh, and it makes me really happy that you do listen. And, and just thank you for everything that you've done uh, for me uh, just in general. And and yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my T. Carla. That's, that's just – I'm just – I was just surprised when my mom told me she was like – Carrington, guess who listens to the show? You never guess in a million years. And I was like, who? And she was like, guess. So I started naming people. And and she was like, nope. Bill nope, Cosby. Nope. Bill Cosby. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> Bill Belichick listens to this stuff. We don't need you. <laughs> we don't need you. That's the only person Donald who's famous Trump. that I would say that. <laughs> uh, but she was like, nope, nope, nope. And she was like, you're T. Carla. And I was like, Nope, I would have never guessed it in a million years. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's not a well, gamer, we, so it's just crazy. We appreciate you. Indeed. And she tells people uh, about the show at work and stuff, so she she definitely gets her name out there. Sweet. So, now that that's, you know, I've, I've talked about that, my family, just for a bit. Now we can get into the news. Um um, there's a game called Night in the Woods. It's a small indie game recently released on the Switch. I think it came out on the eShop the same day as Celeste, actually. Yeah, it's relatively new. It's And it's a highly praised game. Uh, I have not touched it on Xbox or any other platform, but it is on Switch now, and I plan on picking it up soon. Likewise, and there's actually a sale, if you're listening, there's a sale on the eShop for the Nintendo Switch right now for a lot of indie games, so i go ahead and check that out while the sale's still going on, because I checked earlier today, it was still going on, so I'd highly go out and check it out. Um, so a cult classic by all means, Shadow of the Colossus will be re- re-releasing on the PS4 and actually, it came out yesterday, so never mind. Yeah, it is out. Yeah. It's ready if you want to buy it. And I now that I have a PS4, I might actually go buy this. Dude, I have you played, played it? Nope, never played Dude. it before. What? I know. What are you what? doing? Okay, I'm uh, sorry. You know what? I didn't know that I was getting into when uh, when I signed on for this. I did not sign on for this. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like Shark Tank, and for that reason, I understand. I am out. It's all right. I understand. <laughs> have you? Did you pick it up, Andrew? Have you picked up the I guess the remaster? I haven't version? done the remaster, but I played the bejeebers out of it when it was on PlayStation Two, and uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'll pick it up immediately, but I will be getting the next, yeah, the remaster for sure. Carrington, if there is any game that you ever need to play on PlayStation, please play this game. I will go out and buy it and play. It. I hear from 
you know, certain Facebook groups that we are in. Uh, people. This is just turning into. This is literally turning into our inside and and every every episode. <laughs> Over blood gets mentioned. I know, I know. I know. It's just such a fun group, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the overblood group, someone compared Shadow of the Colossus to Monster Hunter, but a, just a, yeah. a, a, a better story kind of thing. A better story I and sh- less complicated. <laughs> I can, oh, I can uh, see yeah. that. I can see that. Yeah, very very much more simplistic. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, Owlboy, which I do own on PC. It's one of the 400 plus games I own on PC that I have yet to play. Um, Owlboy releases on February 13th, um, which is when this episode comes out, will be tomorrow. Um, it'll be out on the console. So Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. And it's an indie game that comes highly praised. Highly. I'm surprised we haven't covered it. I, I am we too. Probably, we probably should take some time to play it because it looks like a, a really great game. We should put it on our list to cover at some point soon then. Um, we have Fee, uh, releasing next Friday, next Thursday. Oh yeah. Which will be the next game we cover here on the show. Um, that releases, uh, if concerning when this episode comes out, it releases later this week. So watch out for it on February the 16th. Um, super excited. I didn't realize Age of Empires comes out soon too. The re-release, the definitive mm-hmm. edition, so to speak. If you want to, since that's what it's called, it will be releasing on February twentieth, so later on this this month. So keep your eyes out on it. That's a, I mean, that's just a classic game. That's not even a call classic. Yeah. That's just pure classic right there. Yeah, one and two that Age is, of Empires. I feel like a lot of games were inspired off of you know the Age of Empires series. I can wholeheartedly agree with that. Like I can remember spending hours with that with both Age of Empires games. Hours. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, which kind of leads into the uh, empires apart oh yes yeah would you like to talk about it real quick yeah so uh indie developer has been working on this game called empires apart uh it is a uh, uh what is the word i'm looking for it is an homage yeah homage, an homage to however you want to pronounce uh, yeah, it to age of empires so if if you are a fan of the Age of Empires series. Uh, check out the game Empires Apart. Um, they have a beta trailer that released recently uh, on their YouTube page. Uh, and uh, I don't think there's a release date for it yet. But, um, you know, if, if you are a fan of Empires, or Age of Empires, uh, this is an indie title that you're going to check out, Empires Apart. And I think I showed you a trailer of a Carrington. Yes, yes, you did. And it definitely looks like an Age of Empires-esque type game. So if you're looking for something new to, to you know, scratch that itch, I would definitely check it out and keep your eyes on it because it, it looks really good. Yeah, uh, definitely excited to um, check that out. And then next we have Google might actually be coming out with their own kind of service soon. Um, they are possibly, this is just a rumor. This is on the rumor mill right now, so it's not confirmed yet. So just keep that in mind. This is not confirmed, but Google might be possibly starting their own game streaming service. Right now it's codenamed Yeti. Um, that's just the rumor mill. So just just keep your eyes and ears open. So watch out, Steam and Robot Cash. Google may be taking over the world. (laughs) 
And last but not least, Nino Kuni 2 will be releasing here in about a month and a half. I know it's not technically a, an indie game of sorts, but it is a huge, huge game uh, over for uh, Sony players. I have not played the first one, but I've seen it played. It is actually really good. Yeah, well, it's my wife. Brianna, she is absolutely beside herself, ready for this game to come out. Uh, she is not the type who typically she enjoys gaming, but she doesn't typically geek out over games. And she was like, when we went to go pre-order it the other day, which, like, as I've pointed out to anybody who's listening to the show, I hate pre-orders, but for her, <laughs> and <laughs> I think that's mentioned uh, quite a few yes. times. Yes, so <laughs> just just so people don't think I'm a hypocrite, this was not my choice. Okay, but actually, we went, went at a GameStop, and the guy in there basically said it's like a. Uh, it's kind of like to character's point. It's not an indie title per se, but it's not exactly a big triple A title either, um, especially not in this area. And uh, so anyway, he's like, if you want a copy for sure, he's like, you might want to pre-order it. So anyway, I did much to my chagrin. Forgive me. Um, but anyway, no, it's I think the uh, video game gods can forgive you this one time. Just Andrew. this one time. Just one time. Yeah. But uh, but no, it's uh, like I said, I, she's. Makes it really ready for this. So uh, definitely something that uh, if you like something a little different uh, might be on the lookout for if you have a PlayStation. And a game like this, too, I just want to say real quick, um, I think nails down the whole anime feel to it. I think a lot of games have tried it before and it just I don't know. It just didn't seem right to me. But Nino Kuni really hits that anime look and feel well, in, into it, especially if you're a Studio Ghibli fan. Oh yeah! Oh oh, point that yes. out. Oh yes, I yeah. If you're a Studio Ghibli fan, there's no excuse to not have played Nino Kuni, and only anime fans will get that reference. So, yeah, if you're listening, you've never played this game. Go check it out right now. And uh, as far as the news is concerned, that's all we've got. <laughs> <laughs> I like that outro. Thank very you very nice. much. And, you know, I'm living on my own right now, so I can be as loud as possible, which is nice. And you know what that means. Living on your own means that you can eat whatever you want. Oh, I like that segue, good sir. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, uh, so there's been a lot of restaurants around here that have been making fries for about 2,000 years. And a new restaurant that just started <laughs> making fries is Taco Bell. So, yes, Carrington. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tell us about them Taco Bell fries. So just let me point. I just want to point this out there real quick. I like to consider myself somewhat of a fry connoisseur. Um, if you just talked about anybody at work, that will let you know I love fries. But and then again, who doesn't love fries? Because they're amazing. Right. Well, they come from potatoes, which, as everyone knows, the potatoes are the noblest of all foods. They're delicious in all forms. They are the best fruit in the world. So true. So, <laughs> so true. true. It's so like, true. doesn't matter. Mashed, fried, hash browns. It's like whatever it is. Scallops. Like potatoes. I mean, yeah, it's, Ooh, you can't get wrong. No, you can't go wrong with potatoes. But fries in particular are amazing. So I just want to put this out there. As far as the fast food restaurants are concerned, McDonald's are my favorite fries. I think they have some mm -hmm. sort of secret formula out there that makes their fries. Don't they put sugar in it? It's crack. They put it crack is crack. Something in there. They, they put crack is, in it. Is that code name for sugar? Yeah. Or yes. is sugar code name for crack? <laughs> yes, name. basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Taco Bell fries. I wouldn't put it up to McDonald's level, but I will say it's definitely better than Burger King. Definitely better okay. than. Well, you're Wendy's. Burger King's not hard to beat. That's fair. <laughs> 
That's fair. fair it's enough. cheap, fair but enough. it's fair. Better than Wendy's? I, I Wendy's would put it is better pretty than solid, Wendy's. dude. I know, and, and I do like Wendy's fries a lot, but I want to put it above Wendy's. You've ever Ooh. dipped your Wendy's fries in a nice cup full of honey mustard? Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, that is my life right there. Ask anybody I work with. I will come back to the office with Wendy's fries and honey mustard every time. Like the, the, best. the Wendy's in Lebanon, Ohio, know me so well, I don't even have to ask for honey mustard anymore. They just give it to me at this they point. They just give it to you. Yep. How do you compare it to, uh, to Five Guys? Surely it doesn't measure up to that. Oh, Ooh. man. See, that's just a different level because like okay. Penn Station and Five Guys, they're fresh. So they, yeah. to me, they have a completely different taste and stuff like that. I'm just talking. All right, about okay, them. just making sure we're not going crazy. No, 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 no. Because those are, those are like gourmet fries. Oh yeah, almost mm. for sure. Everybody up for five guys like right now? I'm ready to go. Like seriously, let's just pause this thing. There you go. I live closer to Five Guys now, so yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll be there. Don't even. They closed down Five Guys by us. Oh, oh. that is like the most depressing. Um, Taco Bell fries they're they're really good I did it so this is how I did it when I went to Taco Bell I got the normal Taco Bell fries and then they come with um, nacho cheese dip and then I also got the um, the I can't remember how it's worded but basically the nacho bell grande but instead of chips you get fries and then I also got a nacho bell grande so I had those three things sitting in front of me the basically Basically, your mouth is just drooling. Oh, yeah. At this point, when I get home, I'm like, oh, gosh. I cannot wait to dig in. So I had the fries by themselves. Didn't put it in anything. No no sauce, no dip. Just plain fries. And I can speak that they're the, – at least the ones I got, they were actually really good. There was that perfect blend of – you know, they were crispy, but they weren't too crispy. And they weren't soft either. So they were just – they were perfect. I was like, ooh, these are some really good fries. And then I dipped it in the cheese sauce. It was okay, but if for those out there listening, it's no honey mustard. It's no honey mustard, <laughs> but what made it really good? Because I would get fire sauce when I go to Taco Bell. Putting okay. the fire sauce, like squeezing it into the cheese sauce, mixing it together, and then dipping the fries in that. It's on par with honey mustard. Like it was that good. Wow. Oh, okay. it was. Try that. It was really good. Okay, um, so here. Are you yeah. just in a good mood today? I mean, because I feel like you're just handing out a lot just of you know, pretty high praise. Just a lot of love. Yeah. Yeah. Less got you're giving everybody shout outs and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been just like drinking too much Kraken and, and so like you're just really happy and so everything's getting Kraken? Or... Are you drinking moonshine again? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm back on sake today. I I got a, okay. got a new bottle of sake, so I'm, my sake stock has been refilled. I'm just saying, like, if you come on the next episode and like everything that you talk, talk about, you're just like tanking it. I'm going to be like, man, he's an emotional reviewer we can't trust this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> no 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 but, like honestly this is just me honestly speaking because i had the taco bell fries right after we recorded the last episode i think so i mean i wasn't drinking then for sure <laughs> and it, it, it was that good <laughs> that it stuck with me <laughs> well um, so i when you mentioned to me that you wanted to talk about uh taco bell fries mm-hmm. um I was pretty sure that I had them like a couple months ago, which is odd because they've been really advertising lately. Just in the past couple weeks, their fries with with nacho cheese to dip in, Mm. and I know for a fact I dipped mine in nacho cheese. Dude, I think you were a part of a test market. You didn't even know it. either, Either that or someone screwed up and started releasing this stuff ahead of time. 
So I have a question. Like, did they advertise it at your Taco Bell, like on the the menu or whatever that you knew about it, or did you? Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was on the menu, uh, and that kind of made me pull into Taco Bell and go and order it for lunch. Okay, because I can I know for sure that the Taco Bells around here have only been selling it for a few weeks. Like I know that I I know that for a fact. Well. Well, Kyle is in West Virginia. They did have to give him something for being yeah. in West Virginia. Hey, man. Oh. I was in Southern Ohio where I bought these at. Ooh. Uh, well, you know. So, And I will say real quick that the, the Nacho Bell Grande Fries, whatever you want to put, whatever, I can't remember what they call it. They were so okay. Cool, they yeah. were just okay. Yeah. I probably wouldn't get those again. Because... <laughs> So they sucked, actually. Hold on, hold they on, hold on. They didn't suck. Just wait, wait, wait. wait. I paid you said for that it. they're better than Wendy's, but you will probably never get them again. The Nacho Bell Grande fries. No, no, that's, yeah, there's two okay, separate okay. things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Overreacted, yeah. but still. They still were, saying that. I, I think you still had a point, though, Kyle, because like he was just like, yeah, they were decent, but I'll never get them ever again. Get them again. So I don't know they, that we can trust that. They were pretty that. good. Just the money yeah. I paid for them, I just can't justify it when I can get it. Now I'm starting to think that your Celeste review is a 6 out of 10. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is, that is going to stick. That is going to stick. It is a 10 out of 10 for sure. Because the reason why I bought like the Nacho Bell, like the nachos alongside it so I could compare the two. And I'm like, this, this, this doesn't taste as good with fries as it does with nachos. Okay. All righty. Well, there you go. Taco Bell fries. Uh, on a on the real dude scale, uh, what would you give it? An eight out of ten. A solid eight out of ten. Whew. Okay, that's almost game of the year. Yeah, almost, but not quite. You know, it's just missing a few marks. You know, because they don't come with salt, and uh, I love salt. So you got to add. If I have to add things to your fries, you know, I'm sorry. So we need to move on to the next topic. But before we do, I did you see the post that that uh, rallies had oh, on yes. social media? Oh yes. Okay. If, About the uh, hey, we've been making fries for like thirty years. Welcome to the game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Like rallies hasn't been relevant for such a long time that I thought that was a good move by their social media. I'm surprised yeah. Wendy's social media d- didn't do it first because they are savage over there. <laughs> yep, totally. And shout out to Arby's. Uh, totally random, but whoever whoever runs their social media is running is doing fantastic. Agreed. Have you their Monster Hunter quotes and their their just video game? Like I don't know who does it, but they love video games. And I don't know. I think more fast food restaurants should be doing that. Dude, I'm seriously like one of my dream jobs at this point is to be the social media guy for any one of these big companies because it seems like it's amazingly fun. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. Uh, off with the food and on to the off topics. Guys, we discussed uh, these two topics on our last episode, our last full episode. Uh, we'll start with the first one. What are your feelings on Disney leaving Netflix? I've Go talked enough. I was gonna say, I've talked enough. So how about Andrew, you take the reins on this one. Uh, I think I pretty much stated my position. Um, I think that Netflix has a very few short couple of years to get a lot more original content established or they are screwed because, yeah, I mean, it, at first when it was like, oh, Disney's leaving, and it's like, oh, that'll stink. They'll lose out on their Disney movies. Like, that'll be a little bit of a hit, but they'll be fine. And then Disney bought Fox, and it's like, well, there goes pretty much the guts of everything that they had between those two things other than their original mm-hmm. stuff, which they don't have enough original content right now to carry them, I don't think. 
No, I don't either. And the funny thing is, is every time that I go on Netflix, I see more like, as far as the the children's programming and stuff that would be Disney related, there is more and more Netflix originals that are popping up now. So I feel like they are kind of kind of um. Uh, they they know that oh we need to start making more content that's, as far as Disney related stuff exactly and that that's the thing like, I think it was smart at first because I mean you can only you know your business has to kind of go with what the market wants or or what it will bear at the time and you know at the time I think that they were kind of trying to capitalize on the fact that they could put things out there that were uh, not not safe for TV or whatever you want to say and. Um, and, you know, that that was basically helped capitalize a part of the market that maybe wasn't as well represented. Um, mm-hmm. And they basically had everybody else to cover the rest. But uh, but now, yeah, they're going to have to branch out, I think, to, and diversify into pretty much everything. And and they've started that process. But um, I hope they have some really good success in the next couple of years or they could some be out of their sleeve. Yeah, they could be in pro- they could be in trouble here if they if they don't get it sorted out and get beyond like all this mature content and stuff that. Uh, that a lot of people, including They're, myself, just I don't watch. I mean, not that yeah. I'm not interested. I just don't, though. So, yeah. And I, yeah, it, it's, I will say real here. quick that the hits they have, I mean, are really big hits. Um, but the, the stuff that's not a hit for them, I mean, there is a lot more. I mean, there's they have a lot more that are just not hits right now. Um, and we're talking like movies that are on par that are don't go to theaters and straight to to dvd kind of thing and so you have to keep that in mind like i think in the like mainstream media they get enough praise for all the stuff that they do so well but no one talks about the stuff that doesn't do so well and that's that's far far more stuff than what they have as far as hits are concerned you know talking about the the content that they provide i feel like that they have not filled the like I feel like they 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 provide content for uh, kids and then adults, but I I don't think there's anything for in between. I'd agree. I can agree with that. I think the only show they have right now that's for kind of sort of both, and that would be Stranger Fuller Things. House. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Fuller House. That that is Netflix original, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's family and and popular. Uh huh. But it's got to be. I think the one that's. I mean, it's a not necessarily super kid friendly, depending on how old your kid is. But Stranger Things is the yeah. only thing that's like a slam dunk that like can appeal to everybody as long as your kids aren't super young. Yeah, yeah, that could that could terrify some kids. Oh yeah, dude, oh, Danny yeah, Gorgon sure. still terrifies me a little bit. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, well, they, as far as like I guess families are concerned, they don't have a whole lot. So the, now that Disney has bought Fox and Fox owns Hulu. I could be, you know, a real hurt, hurting for, for Netflix right now. We don't have to dive deep into this before we transition. I'd like my final question in regard to that. We kind of established our thoughts and I think it's pretty academic really. Um, But at what point do you see an issue with like antitrust laws with Disney or are we even close to that? Are we, and I'm not saying in all aspects, but I mean, maybe there'd be certain aspects of their expansion. Like, are, are they going to get curtailed at any point in the near future, you think, or are they just going to keep marching forward? Cause I just feel like they very well might have, you know, if they buy anything else, especially in like the entertainment industry, like, could you make a case for that? You think? And I mean, neither, none of us are lawyers, but I think it's an interesting question. I, that's definitely an interesting question. Um, I, I, 
I don't know. Um, cause like, for example, DreamWorks, um, for a very short period of time was owned by Disney. Not many people realize that, but they did own DreamWorks, but that contract has ended and they don't own them anymore. Um, so that, that's, I, I don't, I don't know if they're just looking to buy, I don't, I think from that aspect, I don't think they're looking to buy and keep everything, but at the same time, gosh, I don't know. Like, it's just such, it's so hard because they have all the money in the world. They literally have all the money in the world where they can just buy anything. And even if it doesn't make money for them, there's enough stuff they have going for them that does make enough money to sustain stuff that's not making money. They can just buy stuff to shut it down. I mean, we've seen the auto industry do that, you know, with you know, yeah. hydropowered cars and all kinds of stuff, you know, like they want to kill the idea. And so they just buy all of the intellectual property and, you know, anything else involved and, and they can just put it in a warehouse somewhere, so to speak. And if they want to drag it out 20 years from now, they can. And if not, they don't have to. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, I said, there's precedent obviously for, um, you know, that for that being, antitrust you know has happened in the past with big companies that got too big and the government has stepped in on i don't know maybe a topic for uh a future episode or maybe oh wow extra <laughs> contents that Tyler hey, and talking well, about? disney netflix part two next episode <laughs> no i mean i said it's just once i don't know that there's any right answer but just kind of thought provoking because I, I see more and more of these companies i feel like you're seeing a push towards um mega companies whatever term you want to apply to them that's the gist of it um and and i think that in a lot of ways in some ways america seems to be very tolerant of that but in other aspects i feel like you're getting more and more pushback and you know wanting to have things be more localized have more competition and and let's just face it at the end of the day in the long run competition is best for the consumer wherever whatever country you might be talking about that's always best for the consumer uh there might be a short period of time where you know uh, consolidation can lead to lower prices but in the end uh if you don't have at least several uh, competitors it's a it's a net loss for the consumer in the long run yeah. and i would say if you want to relate it to gaming as far as mega companies are concerned imagine activision who already owns some of the biggest franchises right now such as world of warcraft destiny um overwatch if they went out and bought even more companies out there and so i mean i think we are seeing a maybe a push towards it in all aspects of our industries i mean we've had rumors that microsoft might be buying out ea here soon i don't doubt that'll happen but i mean just the fact that the ideas out there i think is huge well and it's they can sometimes things like this can splinter because i mean this is a very small example that's not going to be relatable to some people in as far as the specific issue but the uh the, I guess the it, the point will be made. Like uh, my dad is, you know, as we, as has been brought up before, I'm a farmer and I farm with my father and uh, he's a big fan of a uh, brand of tractor that's called Alice Chalmers. It's orange. Um, but they uh, were far more like Alice Chalmers as a tractor no longer exists, but they like have several divisions that have been spun off and like still exist within like uh, the mining industry and, and other things of that nature. So I guess what I'm saying is that I wonder if you could just see something like that where it could end up splintering because Alice Chalmers was a huge company at one point uh, decades ago. And now like parts of them are completely vanished and other ones still exist, but they're kind of in the shadows behind the scenes kind of thing. And I wonder if you could see something like that with some of these companies, like they'd be forced to splinter or they would just ultimately think it was the better choice to, you know, still 
exist, but might not necessarily be belong to the same parent in the future. I don't know. But uh, we shall see. <laughs> I know I'm going too far down the rabbit hole. But anyway, it's all right, man. It's all right. But anyway, next question. Uh, next question. Okay, so uh, on Twitter, uh, Relentless Rex had sent us a post on who would win in a fight. Now this is a a real fight, like between the two characters, and then they're also their gaming collection. So. We're talking Mega Man from the Mega Man series and Ryu from Street Fighter series. And I will want to point out one small detail also. The loser, their franchise disappears for good. Completely? Completely. Okay. That's, that's what he said. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. so I reread the tweet, I think, yesterday, and I, I didn't realize he said that. So, yeah, the loser, their franchise is done. So keep that in mind. All right. So... Do we want to go around the table with this? I think so. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do let's do round table. Who goes first, Kyle? Uh, I don't care. Not me. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. So growing up, uh, I didn't play a whole lot of Street Fighter. Um, so I think like for me personally, uh, I enjoyed Mega Man more. Uh, I think that his collection is better. I think there's more uh, games to it. Um, so therefore, as far as the Mega Man games go, I think Mega Man should deserve this win. Uh, also, when it comes to fighting, if he were to fight Ryu in real life, he has metal armor and a, a arm that is a gun that can do multiple things. So... I feel like Mega Man has the upper hand in this, and uh, he is all in all the better character with the better gaming collection. Um, and, may I put, better gaming music. Ooh. So yeah, that's, that's my stand. I think Mega Man would take Ryu uh, through a fight, and their collection would be better. I would feel fine without Street Fighter. Uh, in my life. So you wouldn't care if the Street Fighter series just completely disappeared from gaming history? I would not. Although I do think that that would, you know, have an impact on fighting games in general. I think that there's a lot of inspiration for more modern fighting games that have been pulled from Street Fighter. Uh, but Mega Man is just, you know, I, I think he's a better character. I think that he could beat uh, Ryu in a fight. And I think that his gaming collection is better in general. About you, Carrington. Um, I'm gonna have to agree. And so here are my here's my reasoning though on, on that front. Um, Street Fighter to me is more of a brand. When you think of Street Fighter, you don't think of necessarily Ryu. I think as far as as hardcore gamers are concerned, we do think of Ryu uh, when it comes to um, Street Fighter. And so, you know, but I think as far as like an overall branding concern, when you think Mega Man, even your person who doesn't play games, they're going to know who Mega Man is. Um, and so I think if, if Street Fighter were to wipe off the face of the earth, I, I think nobody would really necessarily miss Ryu as a character. Um, but if, if I if we're calling, or if we're going head to head, even though Ryu has the martial arts and but I... 
the only thing he has going Shoduken. yeah that's the only thing he has going for him and, and the, the the blast itself is really slow whereas Mega Man his blast he can change it from you know small beads he can charge the blast he can also if he wanted to because he has that ability I I mean he can steal other powers I don't know if he could still reuse power he's not necessarily a robot but he could steal a, he has so many different powers in him as well though it, um, that he he would be able to, you know, switch up the kind of weapons he's using to go up against um, Ryu. I mean, just think about it. If you're thinking about a fight, a gun versus a fist fight, who's going to win? And and yeah. the person with the gun is going to win, you know, 99.99, you know, percent of the time. And, and Mega Man has his, his one arm is literally a weapon. So I don't think Ryu would be able to go up against that. Andrew? Um, I'd agree wholeheartedly on the um, like which series I would prefer to survive and which I think is stronger overall based on you know characters and you know etc. Um, yeah, it's got to be um, Mega Man uh, for sure. And plus, like you said, I don't really think I would miss. Uh, for one, I'm not a big. I guess to be fair, full disclosure, I'm not big into like the fighting games, all the combos and stuff. Just make my head hurt and. There's just one of those things like, you know, you're over here butt mashing and you end up playing somebody who's like, yeah, I'm going to do this combo and I'm going to chain to this combo and you're dead and you didn't get to do anything. But but no, and like there's so many like to because you obviously have like Mortal Kombat and you have Tekken and you got Soul Calibur and and I know like it pulled, you know, obviously said Street Fighter is an old series. So I mean, some of them may have even especially like Soul Calibur, you know, could have pulled from that. But even so, yeah, I could totally live without Street Fighter. Um, I think Mega Man is definitely more impactful and iconic in the gaming industry. So no argument there. I'd have a little bit of argument because, uh, of course, it's me. You know, I have to be the the dissenting opinion. The, the um, devil's advocate. On um, on Ryu as far as um, in a, an actual fight, <sighs> I guess. To me, it's situational um, because I will say, uh, as as I've talked to you, Karen, before, as somebody who has to deal with uh, technology meets the real world and like making it work in a in in the farming industry, technology can fail at the worst possible moment. And um, and I, I guess for me, like with Ryu, though, like he's got his martial arts and his special abilities, and that's never going to change. Like he always has that. Like in life, if he's still like breathing, he can do those things. Um, whereas Mega Man is still dependent, uh, at least to some extent on his stuff and, you know, stuff breaks like that. Um, and so I guess like I said, I, I think that's more of a, de- definitely a devil's advocate, you know, um, opinion. Cause I'll, I'll definitely agree, you know, knife to a gunfight. I'll take the gun, but, um, but I think there certainly could be a strong argument made for depending on the, uh, the scenario and the location, she can make a pretty strong argument for Ryu, but um, plus, I mean, the dude is like a freaking. I mean, he looks like the Hulk. Am I right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Green yeah. Is the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. So, he's definitely like I mean, an average human. If we want to equate this to, uh, you know, something that's more mainstream, if you will, not that these are terribly, you know, obscure, it'd be like Hulk versus Iron Man. Like, I think that's a fair comparison. And let me just put mm-hmm. it this way. That's a good fight, but I don't think that um, that's exactly a slam dunk for Iron Man. No. Fair so uh, I, I, like I said, I think I'd favor Mega Man or in that case, even Iron Man, just because like, he has so much tech. But uh, I think there's a very strong argument could also be made for the for the other side. But uh, yeah, 
but anyway, it's definitely a good fight between the two. But yeah, I would say as they like, you know, norm- normally most of those fights and when they talk about, you know, simulating them or whatever, it's usually like best of a thousand or, or best of 500. Uh, I-, I would definitely see in that case, Mega Man winning the, uh, you know, a strong, you know, 7,500 fights more, at least majority. Yeah. So I will say, you know, should we possibly stream a simulated fight between the two? Because you can technically play as both of them in the latest Smash game. Is that really fair? Though I don't know. That's I super scientific. That. <laughs> I mean, not that like we're hey. out for like the ultimate scientific goal, but right. like then like player skill plays huge into that. No, I'm just saying. Could, I'm just saying. Just saying. Just just saying. If we could do best out of three, and all of us be on there to com like do commentary. Yeah, we could do that. Be awesome. be two computers, two computer players going against each other. True. Put them at level nine difficulty. Make them face up against each other. See what happens. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm down. Let's do it. We should do we that. Should do that. I, I've, got my, I've got my Wii U. I've got Smash. I can We can stream it and commentate over it like it's a real match, and, and boom, we can settle this debate. Sweet. As long as I get to pretend that I'm like a soccer goalie from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have it any other way. Goal! <laughs> we will uh, leave it at that, I guess. So that is that three for three Mega Man? What what's that? What now? Is that is that like we all we all agree that as far as the gaming series go, Mega Man would would be the lasting hands like, down. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. All right. I think that this might be like something we should do every once in a while, like uh, versus uh, Mega Man versus Ryu. We should do like Mario versus Sonic, which I think we've done before. But like you know, try get other characters and put them in on uh, who would win in a fight and whose collection is better. I'm down with that for sure. Sounds good. Um, so, uh, finishing up here, um, at the beginning of the episode, we talked about, uh, the situation that I, that I was put in as far as not gaming for a week. And, uh, want to go back into that. So the first week I did not game at all. I did not play anything. Uh, the second week, uh, my wife had to play games with me every night. So do you guys want to know how that went? Yes. yes. Lay it on me, brother. All right. So currently she's at uh, her parents' house, my in-laws. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time, time, really out, time, out, time out. Time out. Time <laughs> out. Time out. So, uh, so when it's her week, she leaves. But when it's your yeah. week, you got to stick to it. No, I, I, so, I was thinking that it led to problems. So, I mean, like. No, 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 free no, then, not, I guess, for the foreseeable future. N- not, not, not problems. No, uh, I, I'm working long shifts this week, so uh, uh, she will be back in two days. And come Monday, we will start this, and I think the next episode we can continue the discussion. Could we um, maybe put it to the fans if they want to put out, put something out on social media, like uh, a game suggestion? Yeah. Guys. Oh, certainly. So, uh, I prefer co-op. That way we can play together instead of me sitting there watching her and cringe. Oh yeah. No, I think co-op is best. Okay. Especially since she's so, not a gamer, you can definitely help her out more. So. Yeah. So yeah, if, if any of you have any suggestions, just tweet us, uh, message us on Facebook, whatever you want to do. You can uh, leave a comment uh, in this podcast. Uh, if you're on Podbean or Twitter or something, just leave us something to, uh, you know, use as feedback. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, we'll start that on Monday because I'll be working normal shifts next week, which will be the uh, release of this episode. So next time we yeah. record, be ready to tell your story. Oh, for sure. That'll that'll happen. But yeah, that's all I've got for this episode. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to put in before we do our plugs? Nope, I'm good. I'm good as well. All right. So uh, we do have a store, Real Dudes Podcast slash store, or realdudespodcast.com slash store. Uh, you can uh, buy merch as far as shirts, mugs, etc. there. Um, uh, as far as our patrons go, we do appreciate those that are, um, you know, contributing to us, uh, helping us out. Um, we, t- we have been talking about doing, you know, like special episodes or interviews, uh, for our patrons. And then, uh, uh, we have a interview coming up, uh, next week, uh, for those of you that have played What Remains of Edith Finch, or for those of you who have not, I think you totally should because we talked with Ian Dallas uh, from Giant Sparrow, uh, and that interview will be up in a week. Um, so yeah, we're super excited about it. Uh, can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Twitch, uh Really, just you know, just type our names in Google and uh, type Real News Podcast, and you'll you'll see what comes up. And then, Carrington, you want to tell our listeners about Twitch and what we plan on doing with it? Yes. So, um, basically, we're trying to move away from YouTube right now. You can still listen to us on YouTube, but we just won't be paying nowhere near enough attention as we are going to be Twitch here in the upcoming days, months, um, years. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Um, so be sure to subscribe to us and follow us over on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Real Dudes Pod. Um, we're going to be putting up um, a lot of different, you know, the episodes are going to go up on real, on, on Twitch. Uh, we're gonna, uh, Twitch also has the ability to upload um, now, like, it, like, like, like YouTube. So we're going to throw up, um, I'm, now that I'm in a new apartment, I might throw up some vlogs, maybe more vlogs. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe some skits because I've got a camera and stuff. Um, so I might do that as well. We'll see. But uh, we're also going to try and stream more um, on this platform as well. And so, um, so just pay attention to our Twitch. And also, we're part of a, a small network now called Crossplay Compatible. So just shout out to to that group. Um, so just look up Crossplay Compatible. Um, they have a Twitch as well. Um, that's where you can see all the different shows. Um, that we're friends with um, and so just keep your eyes out over there and they've got some really good shows such as Gamerheads Podcast um, gosh I can't think of them right now Behind the Static is another one Controller Throwers yeah Controller Throwers I was trying to think of their name and I could not for yeah. some reason but they're, they're all really good all right. shows they're amazing so go check them out and and, and the network so we're, we're just excited and we're just looking for um, for anyone listening out there, just go out to twitch.tv slash Pod or twitch.tv slash crossplay compatible. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited for what to see what this year will bring. And don't forget, you can also yep. uh, check out our website, www.realdudespodcast.com for all the latest updates, news, reviews, blogs, um, and our merchandise. It's all there on the website. So go check it out uh, if you want to and, and, and keep updated on our whereabouts. And again, 
Uh, huge shout out to uh, Andrew Reiner who came on for an interview. Uh, you can go check that out on previous ep- our uh, yeah previous episode, not episode, previous interview. Um, and like I said, we have Ian Dallas coming on. Uh, you can hear in a week, and uh, we we plan on getting a lot more interviews set up for this year. So we hope you enjoy that. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, please leave a comment for us uh and if you haven't subscribed go ahead and subscribe to us so you can you know check up with your indie gaming news and all the shenanigans that we do uh other than that hope you have a rad day bye later Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. 
Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.